What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti, and today we get to discuss, first of all, long time no see, guys. I haven't done a podcast in a long time. Went on vacation to Arizona to visit my family with my girlfriend. Um, and as you guys know, whenever I go on vacation, I try to, you know, take as much time with my girlfriend and my family as possible. But uh, yeah, haven't haven't been on the podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, glad that you're here listening. Um, but yeah, guys, let, let's talk about this preseason game uh, because it's Saturday right now, August 14th. I'm recording at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. So the game just got done about, uh, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes ago. I didn't watch a lot of it. Like Justin Fields, I didn't really watch much of him. Uh, I think he is being overreacted to way too much right now, whether it's he's a bust or he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Justin Fields looked like trash against the first team. Okay, it's, it's that simple. He had five. He went five for 10, 59 yards, two fumbles in the same drive, right? In the same set of downs. He had two fumbles. Um, he looked awful against first team. Second team, he looked better. Uh, and third team, he looked incredible. And that's to be expected. Again, I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but we need to stop with this Hall of Fame stuff. Like he was going against our third team defense and he was shredding them apart, uh, which good for him. That's what you're supposed to do as a rookie. But like, yeah, let's not pretend it was anything better than that. Against our first team defense, we we shut the our first team defense shut out the Bears. Um, and let's start there, I guess, with our defense. The defense to me, um, like I, I've said this many times when I've had guests on like Jeremy, guests on like Clump or uh, Clump, I, that, that, that is Jeremy, Reason. Um, the, the defense, the main problem with the defense is going to be pass rush and stopping the run. That was the main problem last year. And it looks like, and I've heard from people who have inside sources, people who were at camp watching, the Dolphins' defensive line is much better at stopping the run. And like, simply put, the Bears didn't convert a first down until like the second or, or the end of the first half. Okay, they couldn't do anything against our defense first string. And on top of that, what a positive side was is Noah Igbenogany was starting. Him and Nick Needham were the starting cornerbacks. And the Bears couldn't do anything on offense. So, like, I'm really curious to see what this defense is going to look like uh, come regular season time. Because the positives and, and, and you know, kind of turning into what positives there were this game. The positives, especially on defense and special teams, is that it looks like both are going to be elite. Like, seriously, I know it's only the first preseason game. But I trust the defense. I have no issue with that. We didn't even have X, a lot of our starters, uh, like a cornerback, we didn't have X or Byron Jones or Emmanuel Ogba starting. Jalen Phillips wasn't starting. And you still saw a defense that was just shut down, like locked down. Okay. So, you know, with defense, there was a lot I liked. Like I, I really liked basically everything I saw from our defense. Eric Rowe was doing his thing. Nick Needham had a lot of pass breakups. Noah Igbenogany had a beautiful pass breakup, um, which would have been a long conversion, and he was in perfect position. Uh, the defense overall just looked good. Christian Wilkins was, you know, it's, it's preseason, but he was the MVP for me on first-team defense. He looked phenomenal. Uh, Raekwon Davis looked great. And, you know, there were some missed tackles here and there, but it's preseason. That happens. But overall, really loved what I saw from the defense. 
Special teams, I think, is the highlight of today. Uh, Jakeem Grant and Jalen Waddell both had a punt return. Jakeem Grant had two very nice punt returns. Uh, Jalen Waddell had one. His first ever touch in the NFL was a 26-yard punt return. He's going to be dangerous. Um, okay, and we'll, we'll get to the offense in a little bit here. But, like, the special teams was elite. My, uh, I think his name is Michael Polardi. He is going to be one of the best punters this year in the NFL. Okay, there was a couple punts today. There was one in particular where he punted the ball. I think it was like a 50, 60-yard punt. He punted it so far and so hard that the guy dropped it. It rolls into the end zone, and the Bears' uh, punt returner, I don't know his name, was lucky to even get out of the end zone. It would have been a safety. Michael Polardi, I've heard great things from him out of camp, and even on the punt returns too. Like I'm kind of going all over the place right now, but... Even on the punt returns, a big job in the special teams unit is not just a punt returner or a punter. It's also the guys blocking or trying to down the punt. And I think the Dolphins have phenomenal gunners um, on our team. Like if you look at the punts where it was either downed or on a kickoff, the coverage on the kickoff or the blocking for the punt returners like Grant and Waddle, it was great. I mean, Waddle and Grant on both of their punts where they had a lot of yards, it was because they had a lot of uh, room. They had a lot of real estate in front of them. Like, go back and watch both punts. They have, like, 15 yards before the first defender. And that is either A, because the punter put it too far, or B, because we have phenomenal special teams coverage, guys. And I think it's a little mix of both. But special teams and defense didn't take a step back at all, okay? Most of my negatives uh, come from the offense. And before we get into this, let me talk about Tua because I kind of want to get that out of the way because I talked about this before uh, preseason. I talked about it on my Twitter today before the game. The story coming out of today would not be Tua Tungavailoa and it shouldn't be, okay? Tua was a positive for me. Um... He looked much better than what we saw last year. He looked more confident. He looked healthier. Uh, There were a couple of times where the blitz came at him and he made a quick decision. He checked it down, quick pass to Adam Shaheen, whatever it may be. He looked better. Okay, there was an interception that he threw. That was a bad throw. Okay, it's as simple as that. I just was on a live space, Twitter space with Jeremy Klump, uh, Professor Klump, and I talked about how, like, just because you really like Tua, which I do, doesn't mean that you can like not you don't blame him. Like he can be at fault sometimes and it's still okay, right? A lot of people I saw like, oh, it's Adam Shaheen's fault. It was the offensive line's fault. No, no, no. Like Tua threw a bad pass. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing. He threw it on purpose because he thought he could fit it in. He couldn't. He'll learn from that. It's as simple as that. He made a mistake. It's okay. Like it's not a big deal. But overall, like before that, I think he was 8 for 10, 98 yards or something like that. Like he looked phenomenal. They should have converted on their first drive. Uh, If our offensive line, which I'll get into, I'm going to spend a lot of time on it. If our offensive line wasn't so bad, uh, Tua had a touchdown drive. He led us on a touchdown drive when it with the Mike Kosicki pass, the quick slant to Matt Collins to the one yard line. He was... Like he was on fire today. He was 
at Arizona Cardinals 2020 to Atunga Vailoa. And from what I've heard from training camp and people inside the team is that that's how he's been the whole entire offseason. He has been lighting it up. Um, he's not afraid to take chances, which we saw with the interception. And again, it's preseason. So like, yeah, the interception was his fault. It was a bad pass, but I'm glad that he did it because now he's going to learn from it. Okay, we saw that in the New England Patriots game last year. He threw the pass he shouldn't have. It was intercepted. Next drive when he gets down in the red zone, he runs it himself. On that interception, he should have run the football. He had a wide open lane. It was one of the offensive line's best, uh, I guess, snaps of the game. He should have run it. He went through his reads, couldn't find anyone. He should have run it. Instead, he threw a pass he probably shouldn't have, and it was picked off. It was a mistake on his part. But I mean, other than that, guys, like, again, his offensive line was putrid, and we're going to get into that in a bit. His offensive line was bad. His wide receivers, he didn't have Parker, Fuller, or Wilson there. Okay, so he was going against a top 10 defense in the NFL, which is the Bears. He was going against a top 10 defense, and his best wide receiver was Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki. Okay, so Tua, I'm not concerned about Tua. I'm not. I, I know he threw an interception, which was his fault. But again, you're going to learn from it. If if you're going to down a guy because he makes a mistake, then it's hypocritical because we all make mistakes, right? Uh, so Tua, I thought, looked really, really good. Okay, what I saw and what I heard from camp, I saw in the game. I saw him making quick decisions. He was accurate, very accurate. Very nice touch on the Mike Kosicki pass. He was throwing guys open, which you didn't see last year a lot of. He was throwing guys open. Like that Mike Kosicki pass was the Ryan Fitzpatrick pass from the San Francisco game, if you remember it. Okay, that was that pass. He threw Mike Kosicki open. If you go back and watch the highlight of it, Watch when Tua releases the ball and watch where Mike Kosicki is. There's not much separation. He threw Mike Kosicki open um, and it was a nice 50-yard gain 20 yards after the catch by Mike Kosicki. But the offense in general, okay, was the biggest negative of this preseason game. And really the only negative. I didn't have any other negatives. There weren't any negatives for me wide receiver-wise because I didn't see our starters. There weren't any negatives from two. I mean, he threw the interception, but again, I'm not going to count you making a mistake as a negative. Okay. As long as he learns from it, it's okay. I could view it as a positive. Um, the tight ends looked good. The defense looked good. The special teams looked great. The offensive line is atrocious. Like it's seriously really, really bad. My girlfriend was watching the game. And she said, who are those guys protecting to? And I said, that's the offensive line. She said, they're horrible. I said, yeah, I'm, that's a great evaluation. Uh, smart guy. He reached out to me. Uh, he sent me a DM and he was like, your girlfriend's great at analyzing football. And I was like, yeah, she is. Like, she, I mean, it, it's nice sometimes to get a non-football perspective. Like she was like, this offensive line is trash. And it was. Austin Jackson, uh, if you... I think if you're an edge rusher going against Austin Jackson, you might as well just run full speed. Because if you do, he's not going to even attempt to try to stop you. Um, Austin Jackson almost ended Tua's season. He almost fell into his left knee and snapped it. Uh, Michael Dieter, half the time, was on the ground, uh, which was horrible with the run game. Jesse Davis needed help 
from a tight end every single play. And if he didn't get it, he was either getting beat or in the run game was getting demolished. Uh, the run game was awful. Uh, the run game was was pretty bad. There were a couple of runs that were nice, uh, but most of them, it was like tackle for losses. I don't think a team has ever gotten that many tackle for losses in one quarter. Like every run was a tackle for loss almost. Um, and that's going to be a problem, guys. That's going to be a real problem. If this team can't run the football and it's an RPO offense, then we're one-dimensional and teams are just going to start, you know, letting four guys rush the quarterback because they know we can't run the football. And then they're just going to put everyone else back and it's going to be much harder to throw the football. Now there is a positive. Um, I, it's not really a positive. It's just a little side note with the offensive line. The bears defensive line is like top five, top 10 in the NFL. So like next week you should see an improvement, right? If the, if the offensive line looks bad next week, against the Falcons, then that's an issue because the Falcons probably have one of the worst defenses in the NFL this year, uh, at least on paper. So like our offensive line, what I learned from today from our offensive line is if we go against an above average to elite offense or defensive line, we have no chance really. Like not no chance, but our offense is pretty much going to be inept. It's going to be like last year's Rams game. If our offensive line goes against an elite team, you better hope the defense or special teams can bail you out. Because Tua was having to, I mean, his pocket presence was elite today. Like it, it was. There were many times where he had to bail out the offensive line because they just, I mean, when Tua threw the ball, the only pass where he had more time than the others was the Mike Kosicki pass. Every other time he threw the football, he was basically surrounded by Bears defenders. That's not going to win you games, okay? Um, but again, like if we go against teams like the Falcons or the Texans with bad O line or bad D lines, then it's not going to look like that. But for people like myself and maybe you listening who have high aspirations for this team this year, playoffs, if you want to get into the playoffs, there isn't one good team that doesn't have good defensive line play. If you have good defensive line play, you're probably a good team. Okay, like I'm trying to think who the Dolphins would face in the playoffs that doesn't have a good D line. Steelers have one. Patriots probably have one. Bills probably have one. Um, And that's just our division. Those two teams. Um, The Tennessee Titans probably have one. The Browns definitely have one. The Ravens need I say anything. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs have probably a good defensive line. I'm not really sure. Um, but most teams in the AFC, the, the Colts, like most teams in the AFC that you're going to play in the playoffs have good defensive lines. So this offensive line is a huge concern. Um, and I'm not really sure why, to be honest, like, I don't know why they haven't invested more in it. I know they made picks and technically you need to give guys two to three years to develop, but your team isn't two to three years away. Okay, your team is ready for playoffs now. It's not Super Bowl ready now, but it's it's playoff ready now. And you're still waiting on your young offensive line to develop. Um, again, like across the board, there wasn't one good positive thing from the offensive line. Robert Hunt didn't look as good as I thought he would. Jesse Davis was trash, basically. 
Liam Eikenberg didn't start because of an injury, quote unquote. Um, Matt Skura and Michael Dieter were just not good. Uh, and then Austin Jackson looked like Austin Jackson from last year. So yes, they played a very good defensive line with the Bears front seven. But like, if this continues, y'all don't need to worry about Tua. You don't. And, and that's why I've, I've said time and time again, I'm not worried about Tua. Tua just needed to get healthy. He He's going to go out there this year and he's going to play like a second year quarterback. He's going to make throws like he did today to Mike Kosicki where he's healthier and to Matt Collins in tight windows. And he's going to make throws like he did with the interception. He's going to have ups and downs, but like you can pretty much wipe out any like possibility of him being elite. If this offensive line plays anywhere close to what they did today. And you're hearing this from me. I'm, I'm a guy who's usually optimistic about the O-line. I'm optimistic about players developing and I still kind of am, but like, Again, what I watched today was embarrassing. It really was. I've never experienced that bad of offensive line play. It was probably the same caliber as 2019. Uh, uh, probably. It was like 2019 caliber. Definitely not as good as last year. Definitely not. At least right now. And obviously there's young guys, but it was not as good as last year. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. I've heard rumors uh, from people that they're trying to trade Grant. Uh, for an offensive lineman. Now, uh, you know how I feel about Jakeem Grant. I don't know what pl- what team would give you a, a good offensive lineman for Jakeem Grant. Now, if you're like, hey, we'll give you Jakeem Grant and a second round pick for a good offensive lineman, then, then we're talking. But like, no team's going to give you a very good offensive lineman, especially if they're ready to win now. Um so yeah, the offensive line had me really concerned and there's no other way to put it. But again, like overall, I know that we lost the game. We lost 20 to 13. I don't really care about scores in preseason. Not not only do I not really care, I don't care at all. Um, Justin Fields, again, he didn't even go up against our starters. And when he went up against some of our starters like Wilkins and Baker, he was five for 10, 59 yards, two fumbles. Uh, didn't hold on to the football at all, which he needs to fix that because teams will remember that. Um, I also felt like this is a bigger thing, and we'll talk about Jalen Waddle a little bit. You need to understand that most teams, and I think the Bears probably put a little bit too much on tape today, teams aren't trying to put on a lot of tape of their good plays. Like this was the Dolphins' vanilla offense. This is what they run at the Senior Bowl. This is very, very vanilla. They run more complicated offenses in practice. They don't want to put their good stuff on tape. And I was asked a couple of times by a couple of people, you know, is does it concern you that you didn't see Jalen Waddle have more of an extensive role? And my answer to that is no. One, well, three reasons why. Number one, Jalen Waddle is going to be mainly used as a decoy to, to get other guys open. Um, whether you like that or not, I'm just letting you know that's going to be his role. Okay. Number two, uh, Jalen Waddle, um, was open a couple of times and he just didn't get the ball thrown his way, which is why when people talk about stats with wide receivers, especially rookies, it's so challenging because a wide receiver can be open, but if they don't get the ball thrown to them, does that mean they're not good or it's just a product of the game plan. 
right? Because there were a couple plays. If you look at the touchdown to Mike Kosicki, like Waddle was open. If you go look at a couple of plays, Waddle was wide open, but they didn't throw it to him because they were throwing to Matt Collins or Mike Kosicki for a first down. So that's reason number two. And also reason number three, a lot of the packages that Jalen Waddle is going to be used in, don't expect them to run any of them in preseason. Because guess what? Week one, when we go up against the Patriots, we're going to have to rely on him as wide receiver one. So why, if you're Brian Flores in a preseason game that doesn't matter, why would you put Jalen Waddle film or Jalen Waddle plays on film to then take that away when you play the Patriots? Because you know Bill Belichick is going to take that away. So like, yeah, for... Jalen Waddle, I wasn't really concerned with him. The punt return, I saw what I needed to. Like, on offense, I'm looking for the same thing I saw in the punt return. Does he look fast? Does he look explosive? Jalen Waddle was making guys miss, and he was running half speed on the punt return. Okay? Like, he wasn't even running full speed. He was just clowning around with people, and he was making them miss for a 26-yard gain. So, like, yeah, I, I saw him get off the line of scrimmage when they would snap the ball on offense, and the dude looked insanely fast. Like, I'm I'm worried about traits with rookies, not stats. Um, and even players in general. Like, preseason, I'm looking for traits. Tua, I don't really care about your stat line. If you watch the game, you saw he looked more poised. He looked more athletic. The arm looked livelier. He was making better decisions. Yes, he made the interception. That was not a good decision. But he was throwing guys open, throwing into tight windows, which he needs to do more of. Had a couple of good checkdowns against the Blitz. If you watch the game, again, if you look at the stat line, it's like, yeah, 8 for 11, 98 yards, and interceptions. Not the best, but if you watch the game, he didn't look like the same Tua. He looked much more confident and comfortable. Um, so, yeah, like, overall, with, with a lot of these guys, like, I was happy, really. Like, overall, with the defense, special teams, Tua, I was happy. I, I was like, okay, it, it looks good, especially on defense. Like if our defense can be elite, which I think it will be, if our special teams can be elite, that's what's so concerning to me and upsetting about the offensive line is that if our offensive line can just be like average, we would be much better. But like if our offensive line does that all season, yikes, okay? And I can already tell that that's going to be, it's going to need to be the main focus next year. Okay. The dolphins have like 60 something million dollars in cap space next year. Okay. Unless Mike Kosicki balls out, you y'all better not put all this money into just re-signing average to slightly above average players on the team. The dolphins better go out next year and draft and sign studs on the offensive line. Because if like right now, say the dolphins had a top 15 top 10 offensive line you could talk about Super Bowl you could seriously like the roster is that good but with that offensive line they might not even make the playoffs seriously and it's concerning to me because again I saw great stuff from the defense I saw great stuff from special teams I saw phenomenal stuff from Tua and when you're one unit away which really the 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 offensive line is that unit if they're the weakest part on your team and they impact so much of your roster or so much of your success, like that's upsetting. And it's upsetting to me that like every year it's the same story. 
Yep, defense is good. Special teams is good. Wide receivers are better than they've been. Running backs are okay. Tight ends are good. Offensive line is bad. It's like it's the same story every year for the last six years. Aside from 2016, which like an offensive line, if you don't care about an offensive line, an offensive line brought Adam Gase to the playoffs. Okay. That's what an offensive line can do. And the Dolphins need to fix the offensive line. And I, I, it's not going to be as bad as it was against the Bears today because the Bears defensive line is insanely good. Like when the Dolphins go up against the Raiders or the Dolphins go up against the Texans, teams like that, it's not going to be that bad. Okay. But like, yeah, when we go against the Buccaneers, you better like do a couple Hail Marys beforehand. Okay. You better be doing some, some rosaries, you know, going to church, making sure that you're good with the guy upstairs because like this offensive line is very, very bad. And I'm not saying they can't get better. They will get better, but like, they're not going to become elite all of a sudden. Right. And, and it's just, it's concerning to me. Um, and I would expect the dolphins to make a move with the offensive line within the next week. Um, because like, there's no, there's no real way you can convince fans that you are going to go far this year with that as your offensive line. So those are just my overall thoughts. Again, takeaways, main takeaways, defense looked good. And we didn't even have our three best players out there. Agba, uh, X and Byron Jones. They, they didn't even play. And we shut out the bears offense, first team offense. Um, our special teams elite looked elite. There was nothing. There were no complaints. Like punting was my only issue with the special teams last year. They fixed it with Michael Pilardi kicking Jason Sanders, two for two. The dude is a monster. Um, returning very good kickoffs. Very good. Uh, and then the offense Tua looked good, made a mistake. I expect him to fix it. Uh, he looked much more confident and comfortable than last year, much healthier, uh, wide receivers, none of our starters played, so I don't know. And then the offensive line was atrocious. So those are my main takeaways. Excited to see what we do against the Falcons um, because the Falcons have a much worse defense than the Bears. Like, I fully expect Tua to pop off in practice and next week in preseason. Expect it. It's it's coming because the, the Falcons offense is going to be like bottom 10 in the NFL this year. Um, and then they're I said this a while ago on the podcast with the bears. I was focusing on the offensive line and with the Falcons, I'll be focusing on the defensive line and not even defensive line and offensive line with the bears. I was focusing on the offensive side of the ball. I wanted to see how Tua performed against a phenomenal bears defense. And he looked good. He did. He looked better than he did last year, healthier, more confident, better throws, better decisions had one bad mistake but before that was eight for 10, 98 yards. That's phenomenal. Four for five on third downs. Phenomenal. Um, and then with the Falcons, I'm going to focus on our defense against Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan. Like they have a better offense than the Bears. So yeah, I'm going to be focused on our defense this next week. Can we stop the run? How do our cornerbacks look? Um, that whole That whole thing. Okay. But yeah. Expect a bounce back from the offense and the offensive line next week, just because it's not going to be nearly as good of a defense. Um, 
And I think the 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 our defense will be challenged more against the Falcons than it was against the Bears. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you're listening. Share the podcast on Twitter. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.